Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. All right, what's up, everybody? Some technical difficulties. Also, Bobby Manning was listening in on Ime Udoka. What up? Who, what, who was talking about stuff? What was he talking, talking about, about? Stuff. Talking about this team playing its potential, both ends talking of the floor. Talking about defense. Yes. Talking about Great defensive quote. rating. Yep. Net yeah. rating, defensive efficiency, field goal percentage. They are on fire from a defensive standpoint. And listen, I came into this year saying this could be the best defense in the NBA. And I think they're there. History. Opponent, opponent, opponent considered, of course. But, you know, you've seen good teams. You've seen bad teams over the last month or so here. And they, over the last five games here, have held four opponents under 100, which is pretty tough to do in the league today. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm look. Thinking, too, yeah, the, way that, the way they're calling yeah. basketball this year, too, plays to how they want to play defense. I think that's helped Horford, Smart, Rob, a lot of these different guys who, you know, are physical players, long players who, you know, want to really dig in on that end of the court. Good um, good quote from Ime, our defense is suffocating at times, blah, 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 with a pit bull for a point guard. <clears throat> giving, giving Smart that love. Pit bull for fun- a point guard. Smart was Smart. phenomenal. Don't tonight. say it. Don't phenomenal. say it. Phenomenal. <laughs> You know who else was phenomenal? Bobby? Dennis. Dennis Schroeder. I know we're not going to talk about Dennis Schroeder all show, but he had a great game. This is a big week for him. Big week for the Celtics. I want to ask about Dennis. Yeah. What they're going to have to do. Um, Every time the Celtics put a performance in like this, I think Wick pulls out more and more of his hair because it's going to be harder and harder for him to justify trading Schroeder so that he can uh, go on a $10 million vacation. Seriously. I can't imagine he's happy with with this six-game winning streak, because if they just roll over and died like uh, some people thought they might have, then it's a no-brainer. You go ahead and trade Schroeder, get whatever you can, if you can even get anything, and you know, call it a season. But now, listen, Bobby, you just mentioned it. I mean, they're playing like the one of the best defenses in the NBA, and that, you know, that shows in the stats, that shows uh, in the score uh, score column, it shows in the win column. Like they are playing that way. Now, I'm not gonna say that's because of Dennis Schroeder. But he's obviously a part of winning when he drops 20-something than he does tonight. And he's one of the guys, along with Jalen Brown, that kind of had it going offensively early on. Um, these, are, these are important players, whether or not they're your stars, because they keep you in the game or they stretch leads out when a guy like Tatum has another cold start to this game. Uh, and you just lose him for nothing. I don't know how you can justify it. I really. I don't, don't know but... how you can justify training him for nothing. Like, what's the goal there? Like, I, it's just money. You Again, know? And... that's the pro. It's, that's the dilemma, and this is where it's going to get ugly. It's right now. Very again, ugly. 
it, it, it's already I am still stunned at the lack of reaction to some of the moves that have been made recently. That oh, sig- we went in on the power one. We'll the, see the, about the, that signify right now whether or not you want these guys. You can nitpick Powell or Karis Levert today to as much as you want. Well, he doesn't do this and that doesn't right. matter. The, the bigger right. point is there's actually talented professional caliber players that are basically just being given away right now. Picks, Te- yeah. Teams don't want to pay them. They just want cap relief and they'll take a pick. From blown ACLs. Bobby's blown ACL trade actually they, happened. And they are gone. Right. The blown ACL trade happened. Yeah. And the so- pick went out with it too. And so th- this to me signifies if you wanted Karis Levert here, you could have just matched salary and um, thrown a few things away. And mm-hmm. I mean, worst case scenario, Romeo Schroeder, you know, like and a first and you have that if that's what you want, if you want it. But that puts you over the tax. And that's obviously not what they want. The Powell was another situation where that's just money. If you want it, you right. can have it. It's those are Covington. It doesn't matter. There's going to be a few of those. So that that was my thing at the beginning last, uh, you know, where we were talking about the trades. It's scenario one. You can trade Schroeder for next to nothing or Schroeder and whatever for next to nothing. That's going to just give you cap relief or two. You can add salaries together to get something that's actually going to be valuable and make your team better. But it's going to put you over the tax and they're going to go with a. And so we'll never know what deals they didn't make. I would it be surprising if they haven't even made a like didn't even make a phone call about inquiring about guys like this like you've got Indiana's basically like come get my guys right now you yeah. think they're actually going to call to inquire about you know they'll call they always call I'm sure they call they took the Simmons call you know but oh they they're always in on it they're, they're the king of being in on it right yeah. but they're never actually the ones closing the deal the phone is open. You can call and chat with yeah, Brad. Right. But that's so, what you're going to do. It's, it's going to be very if interesting. If nothing week. happens, right. But that's where Jimmy said I don't know it, what like, they want, though. Like I, I don't know I, what I, they want either. I've been saying this for two years. Jimmy, if the thing it. you said happens, that's a bad thing. Like, if, totally. If competitive players are dealt for nothing that makes you better, and the obvious impetus for that trade was savings only, you can fudge it in some trades, right? You can be like, I think Mm -hmm. this is good for us down the road and it gives us flexibility. But if you just basically just burn them for a guy that you're going to buy out or not, who never sees the court. I don't want to, listen, John, you kind of sound like me. I'm not going to kill them until Thursday passes. You know, I want to see what they do here. I am pre-killing them. them. (laughs) I want to give them the chance to actually go through with whatever they're going to do or not here um the tricky thing with the two deals that are on the table so far is the money here so you have two deals with guys with sizable contract going yeah. on eric Bledsoe and mark and no i'm gonna get the smart ricky rubio your guys in that regard are smart and richardson you know the real money that can go out to match in these deals to take it back in because you know you're not in a position to really take on contracts outright you could have done it with covington i don't think you could have done it with powell too when the tp but we know they're not going to do that so if you're going to improve the celtics you got to send out money here so uh, we, jimmy's talked about you only got like one two shots at this to make these deals given the amount of assets you have so if you're going to send out smart in a deal it's going to be the right one if you're going to send yeah, out richardson right. even it's, it's going to be the right one you guys missed it J- joe sway and sherrod were getting cold feet about trading richardson i was like what and he goes oh for eight today like i am that's the guy who's the money here, you know, the salary matching. I am not hesitant to trade Richardson. You know, he's a nice part of this team. He's had a good year, but 
they were talking like he was untouchable. Never mind Smart Brown. I couldn't believe what I was hearing the other day from those two. But um, yeah, so <laughs> and, you know, and what type of deal? I mean, in what world? They wouldn't trade him for Barnes. I was yeah, like, you wouldn't do, Bar- you know, Richardson on a pick for Barnes. They're like, no way, Richardson. Just well, had so a big that's night. the thing. Richardson now becomes a value because his salary is is. Uh, so there are teams with twenty million dollar guys that don't want them. And they want $14 million guys, you know, because they're mm-hmm. trying to save some money somewhere if they can. So if Richardson now becomes appealing to teams who want to sell their $22 million guys that they don't really want to hang on to for a couple more years. Yeah, you can save four or five million bucks in a deal if you send With, out Plus, less. also, you could have a guy who's on for a couple extra years like Powell, you know, for example, you know. Mm-hmm. Most teams want to get out within a year, but Richardson is pre- is actually a value at his contract now. Um, the way he's playing and 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 a and a position a versatile you know type player in a position that that teams covet. He's a nice little plug and play piece. He's actually a good asset for you to have, but therefore he should be an asset if you wanted to rob poorer teams that want to want to get under the tax. Instead, mm-hmm. you're that team. That's the frustrating part. Is you should be looking at every team that's like. Get me under the tax. We're done. We're not contending. If you want to contend, you got to go take from them. If you don't want to contend, then you're going to be them. And it's that's- so weird. We've always talked about this dynamic where you have. So more which to one up. are you? You got to decide. The tricky thing in these negotiations, it's not always. Last year we had the same question. It's 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 it's, it's Groundhog Day. It's Groundhog Week. Here we are again. Same position. Well, I know for a fact that this team's not going to buy a rental after how last year went with that type of move. Um, you well, definitely want to do something more forward facing. They had an expiring play. TPE that they, you know, they had. I don't know. It, you, I guess you'd have you to. You could have saved it for the summer. Yeah, the whole yeah. thing there. That was a mistake, clearly, looking back on it. And they'll probably do the same thing with this year's TPE, just considering the tax implications of using part of it even this year. So I understand that. But you can send out money on this team, take back money, stay under the tax. And it works. It's just you have to be willing to part with Smart or Richardson. Those are your guys. You know, it's not apples for apples. You can't look at the Clippers trading Bledsoe and say, that's all. Or the Cavs saying, trading Rudy. You can still, Bobby, you can do, you can do things like uh, Smart. You can, without getting Smart, you can find 20 million by doing uh, Schroeder, Romeo. You just train a lot of players, though. No, but you can do Schroeder, Romeo, Bamba, and friggin' what's his name? The two guys you just got, and you're done. You're at 20. You know, like, Bamba. You get... Bamba, Bamba died. Not Bamba. Uh, Bamba and Jason uh, Richardson. Bull, bull, bull. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Bull, bull. <laughs> bull, bull. You can get there. You can get there. Like, you can piece together, you know. A bunch of things that are expiring if you want yeah. to get you know no, you have close. money you have money to toss at it i mean the wancho was the bigger piece and that's why when he got traded and that's why like, i didn't i didn't love that deal we're like so there goes the your that yeah. was the that's mm-hmm. what tipped you you know so that's what sends the clear signal here press all the schroeder reports there's been like five of them at this point that they're trying to get off him outright uh so you see what this team is angling for here it feels like they're just going to kind of stand pat and dump the money, which is frustrating because it does feel like this year is going to be an active year at this deadline. That they're usually not. Teams usually get cold feet and stand pad and figure it out in the summer. But we've already seen Powell move, overt move, and there's going to be more to come here. Yeah, with you can Brooklyn make smoke. you can improve your team now with if you want. If teams are signifying we want to get out from contracts, you can improve your team by stacking together enough salary or absorbing something into the TPE and trading a pick. And if you wanted to, teams are right now letting letting it be known. I don't want these. I don't want. I don't want to pay these guys anymore. So it's two teams have already signified this, and you aren't clearly in on either. 
we can debate all the live long day if Powell or Levert make you better. But again, my philosophy and what I said on our text thread is this. the If you screwed up your draft, which is why you're in the position you're in now, the only way you have out of this is to throw money at the problem. And picks. Because, and picks. But no, you have two choices. You either hold on to the picks and replenish and then hope that you, you, you hit or let's say three options you sell pieces and you take and you rebuild and get picks or you get rid of the picks and get the players you know that's kind of it right now if you wanted to get better you need more capital you either need the talented players or more draft capital one of those two things you can't just do nothing you know like doing nothing is you, you you put yourself in this position. You have to now be proactive in some capacity to to to, to fix it. You're several steps away. I've said this again and again. Right. There's not one magical deal. Even if we start talking about Beal at some point during the show again here, even a Beal trade doesn't, I think, put you in the conversation again. You you know you're so thin at that point that you don't really have a team. No, you but imagine where they'd be with like a Maxi or a Bane. Even you know, like just having hit one pick out of the last five would be a huge difference here. That's especially, why Especially, yeah. Especially Holy if you're going to try to add a third expensive piece because your depth is young guys de- that are cheap. That, if you'd hit one out of five picks, four, you'd be okay. I mean, you, I know you traded one this year, but you've had five picks in your possession over the last three years. And, and I you, hate hearing Horford's you, name in this And whole you mucked thing. him. Six, six picks, rather, because you traded Bain away. You mucked mm-hmm. him, man. So out of six picks, you traded one to get off of Kemba, one to get off of Cantor, and then you drafted Grant, Pritchard, Neesmith, and Romeo. I mean, oh, for six with six draft picks. Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, and I saw it. You, con- you have to fix that. Yeah, and it's, it's not a conversation. It of sucks where- when you say it like that, Jimmy, right? It's, totally, it's yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I'm, like, I'm like, oh, God, like, stop. Hitting uh, one out of six of those first round picks. We got to peek at them. him. We got to peek at a couple of them tonight in a twenty-five point game, as is tradition. But <sighs> yeah, I mean that seems to be the extent of of where these guys are at um, on this roster. And I keep going back and forth on what the Celtics should do, what position they're in. But you know, every trade they aren't a part of, another contender is. And that you know, the Cavs got better today. Um, you take a look at the standings, and and I know that the Celtics are only a few games behind, like. You know, however you want to, however you want to frame it, the East is very close right now, and you can say it's wide open. But I just, just still don't think the Celtics are one of those top tier teams. No, I really don't even think it's it's that close, despite how well they're playing lately. I think it's great that they're playing great defense, but at the end of the day, it's an offensive. You know, it's it's offense first league, and in a seven game series, defense isn't going to win you uh, a championship. Um, no, and for whatever reason, this year Tatum and as 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 much as they do fill the stat sheet from time to time, it's the consistency for me that I, I can't really depend on those guys to, to show up on a in a in a series or really on a night. Tatum and Brown basis. really struggled these last two against bad opponents. And that's mm-hmm. sort of the story of the year here, their inefficiency. Uh, part of it's them having to take on a massive load and do a ton, especially Brown at this point from a volume standpoint. The amount of points that he's starting to put up. And I saw a couple of games ago that he leads the NBA in field goals made since He got back from injury, you know, right there with LeBron and others. Uh, That's a nice stat this year where availability is important and volume for a team that just doesn't have volume scoring is important. But once you get into a series and you're playing a really good opponent that can go basket for basket with you and their defensive intensity ratchets up, your defensive advantage definitely gets hindered a little bit. I mean, in a game like this, in last game, 
you know, it was close for a while, you know, closer than it should be against two teams like these. And then they just end up missing way more than you do. Uh, the, yeah, Orlando the from the, shots. The shooting from the Celtics again here, dreadful. Oh, Guys, it's so bad. Yeah, yeah. Guys, I understand everyone on likes point. Grant Williams. On brand, I mean. Grant is a Grant is not a miss in the sense of he's not useless. Grant he was a good a, pick. Grant is Grant, again. Just people have to understand. Grant is that's a not miss. what we're talking about. Grant is a miss in the in the in the in the thing of it, your it's third just, star. It's you're looking for hits. You're looking yeah, for big right. hits there. It's not that guy. It's not Grant slander. All I'm saying is there. It's not a. It's not a hit. You didn't you know? draft him for that though. You, you can't, drafted yeah, you, Romeo for that. Sure. That was the big mess. I know what I'm saying is you've seen guys in the last two years now. And again, I, I know the numbers. I know, I mean, basically stars, you know, franchise caliber type players are usually one and two up to five is your potential all-stars five to 10 is starters, 10 to 15, 10 to 20 rotation players. If you're lucky, I understand that it's not easy to find them. All, I'm, all I'm saying is you take a lot of swings at it. You should hit every once in a while. And they've had, six seven swings in the last few years when they've either gotten rid of the picks for not for nothing of real value or drafted guys who didn't end up being in the conversation of a bane or a maxi or a halliburton or blah 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 so those guys are there you right. it, i mean it's very not, simple take a look it's at not the hard to rookie. get them but one out of six one out of seven you right. get, to miss that many times and, and to muck all of those picks is where you're at grant is not grant just isn't He's no, not he's even not. a starter. He's, not he's going just a guy. To be. Yeah, he's like fine. Let's, let's call it so like it is. You know, yeah. call it what it is. You know, and yeah. like you're not. We're talking about a player that they draft that really exceeds. You know what a lot of people had thought, or maybe you know he had some hype coming in the draft, and he and he actually did live up to it. And you know, wow, this guy really is. You know, really is the real deal. You know, you can go around the league and find guys like this. I mean, take a look at the at the All Star game. You're gonna have the rookies versus the, the rising sophomores. stars game. You yeah. see any Celtics? players in those games not only that that sophomore team that's the biggest kick in the in the you know what that sophomore team yeah yeah it could have been celtics has <laughs> has seven players that were available to the celtics you know like if you had one two or three of those right now you're talking about a team with two stars dude and there you three, go and yeah. exciting young players coming up behind them and oh my god the future's so bright how are they going to fit all these guys in here yeah how's it used to feel when when tatum and brown were when tatum and brown were up and you had young the established guys. guys right you you, right. I mean, again, it's you do not, not have that right now. Not at Tatum all. and Brown were th- were picked number three right. overall. It was different, and those guys aren't. But there was talent that was to be feeling. had, and they missed. Yeah, right. right. The yeah. Smith one's really starting to be a killer, especially when you see his name floated. And <laughs> I don't I think you, you can call... get anything for Neesmith. Well, did right Scal now, call him like... out? Did you hear Scal at the end of the game? I didn't hear. No. Um, him and him and Grandy were just talking about how you really, really, really want to see some good minutes from. Neesmith and Romeo and, and Pritchard. I think they specifically said oh, Neesmith that thing and Pritchard. Right. Was but, what, but what Scal said was, um, he goes, well, look, you know, Grandy was like, why, you know, it's, it's just strange why he's just not playing more. And Scal right. was like, well, you got to imagine they see him every day at practice, so they've right. got to know something. There's something that we don't know. That. Yeah. Yeah, it's like yeah, something like, that they don't like that we don't know about or something like that. Like everyone screams online every day, why isn't he playing these guys? I mean, he knows what he has to some degree. And, you know, there's contractual stuff and politics and this and that that do go into it. But we've seen these guys for a couple of years now, too. And then you you get your opportunities. And I say this about Pritchard, too, who I love. And you go out in Detroit and have a 22-point lead go down to seven. That's not going to help yeah. you. <laughs> I miss Even that Even if game, you're playing with Bruno I, and Ennis. 
I was following along with the with the fourth quarter, and I was like, "What is going on? Why is this lead dwindling and that was to mad single this morning, digits like this?" Tatum was like, "Oh, geez, that was scary." And Ime was disgusted in pregame today. It was that was a bad, bad look for the young guys. And I know Ennis and Bruno were out there not helping much either. But wow, is this the, was, is this is the last game? Yeah, the fourth quarter yeah. where they almost blew yeah. the game. <laughs> they had like a twenty-something point lead. So that's like, let's go back to the Schroeder thing. You trade Schroeder, you get nothing back. All of a sudden, you're trying to make a run and you're feeling good about like what you're building here. And I guess the goal is to see how far you can draw this out. And all of a sudden, you're sprinkling minutes down to the guys that the coach doesn't believe in that well, much. Well, that's the whole and thing. I, you can't tell I know me Richardson that you're can step run. into those holes, but yeah, you, one guy gets injured and all of a sudden, you're relying on Romeo, Pritchard, and Eastman. All right, quick pause. We want to tell you about our exclusive wagering partner here at the Garden Report, and that, of course, is Bet Online. The big game is finally here. We're talking about the Super Bowl, Super Sunday, last game of the football season. Bet Online has you covered from odds, scores, totals, player props, whatever you've got here, then where the next fired head coach is going to land. Bet Online is the number one spot for all NFL betting in 2022. Not just football, though. Bet Online's basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. So head to Bet Online today, use your mobile device to sign up, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do, use the promo code CLNS50 to get you started. It is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online where the game starts once again promo code clns50 for a 50 percent welcome bonus to get you started head on over there today well that's the thing you can't you can't you can't trade Schroeder on on thursday and then say yeah we're making a run we're making a playoff run we're loading up we're we're you know the the uh everyone's spirits are high right now we're excited for you yeah. know the playoff stretch you can't say those two things so it's got to be one or the other it can't be both or you got to bring just, back something I, real as, as as Jimmy said, Wick is sweating bullets right now because there's no way to do this. There's <laughs> I don't no, get this either. So there's, there's no way to do this without it being obvious what your goal is. And once that happens, and again, this is why I don't get, and this is why I'm pre-mad, is everything mm-hmm. is heading in this direction, okay? And yes, they can surprise us, and I'll friggin' sit here and be like, wow, first person to say i'm shocked they made you, a real you, move you will apologize you can't in front I, of everybody fine whatever oh okay <laughs> we'll see i'm sorry i prejudged the guy who hasn't spent into the tax anger apologize only, for your who's pre-anger. only once spent into the tax in the last decade and it was by only three million i'm sorry for for guessing mm-hmm. that's what we're trying to do again here it is okay? something to look at the next books i wrote about the harden thing and saying 110 million in tax crazy like, that might uh that might clean out wick's account <laughs> i mean i Seriously. get it there's some people here who wick. are just you know treating this like funny money you know you know uh, yeah but... i mean you you want you want to be somewhat responsible for it in, in a way but also what we said on the show many times like it should be it should be like this should be fancy basketball for a lot of these owners it shouldn't be like an investment and you're holding near and dear to your dollars and cents like you own this team like Mark Cuban. You know what I mean? Like Mark Cuban does what he thinks it takes to win over there in Dallas. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But no one's going to accuse him of he, cheaping out. Only... Again, I will support either. I will still support I, – I, I would still support the trade pieces for assets and screw the season or 
get better now. The only thing I don't support is save money and do nothing. Yeah. Right. Because so, I, I don't I, think they're good enough Embrace anyway. an opportunity to get better tomorrow or get better today. Do not stand in place. I was more for the tank, but now that they're winning and the rest of the conference is a mess, I can understand an argument of, hey, Anything Should we happen? try to improve, you know, yes. and see? You can understand it better now. I, But I would be fine if they did either. Trade and get – if you can get firsts or draft picks or capital or younger of something for, to other teams that want stuff, great. Go get it. But, or improve. Do something. You cannot stand in place. You have to acquire talent today or tomorrow. You can't miss opportunities to get better for whenever. That's the problem is – you can't miss them. You're watching players being given away for money. You you can you can go get them, right? Or or, or, or not, or then just wait in the off season. Wow, John sounds like me. With like, the East yeah. being so, but open, it's not though. a tank, Bobby. I don't care about the results. I care about the. It's not a winning team. I just care about the the you. You need to get better because you've missed so many opportunities too before. They don't come around often. If there are teams wanting either your players or willing to give you players, you have to listen. You know, you have to listen. Just just saving money here sucks. I, I can't figure out if the East being as open as it is, is that is that good or bad for like teams looking to improve? Because there's a lot of teams that are still feeling like they're in it. The buyers you know, there's a lot, tight. Yeah, there's a lot of people. There's a lot of people. There's a lot of teams that are maybe interested in improving because they do feel the same way that maybe the Celtics feel now. So I don't know how that helps your chances on on improving in that sense because there's more demand. You know. Yeah, you, the um, the competition for guys like Barnes and those middle and guys that can help the edges of your roster will definitely ramp up. I guess on the other side, there's been more Schroeder interest than. I thought there would be, you know, it's like the Bucks and Bulls being connected today, the Cavs for a little while there. So maybe you end up getting better for him than you would have expected. Before. Who knows? And that's but not that's something that blows up your team. It, it, but look at this now, Bobby. I, I'm actually worried before. Before I thought people might be able to over, you know, to, to overpay for stuff. But if you're seeing how cheaply a Cav player of the talent of Karis Levert is going, which is, again, a, fir- a late first round pick uh, and money, like – you think you're going to get a first for Schroeder? Like, I, I don't think so anymore. No. We just saw the, we just saw the asking price for two much better players. Not that was, you're not getting a first for Schroeder. Let's be honest. So you're not he's getting a rental. it. He's a rental. He's very, uh, you know, not, I wouldn't say much of a chameleon when it comes to, you know, joining teams as we, as we found out here. Yeah. Um, and there's just teams aren't going to give up, up. that. They, yeah, they exactly. Take that the on. Yeah. exactly. Like, I mean, what do you expect? So I don't expect. To, so here's the only, I don't buy the repeater tax stuff. They're so far from that. And Brown's two years from free agency. Save that. The only competitive advantage I can think to saving money now is if you think you're doing a sign and trade in the offseason because you obviously hard cap yourself in that situation. If you take on a Powell, a Barnes, or something like that that bumps you $20 million and 10 15 over the hard cap at that point, you really can't get a Brunson this offseason and a sign and trade or a Beal if you end up hitting a miracle there. So that's the only the, competitive advantage I can think to not do this. The only now. opportunity for Schroeder is at this point is to take on is to go in the other direction, to trade him to someone who wants to get rid of salary. You know, it's the only way to make it work. To it, that, that, that's the only way. Well, here's the work. weird thing about the tax. So Brown's probably not making the All Star game, right? Like, there's like a miracle chance if someone gets hurt Does i thought the get... bonuses don't kick in if you're a replacement oh that's a good question i think you have to be named i don't know if it's an add-on uh, 
That's a good question. But let's just yeah. say it does add on if he well, whatever. Let's just say he doesn't make it at all. That's minus one point nine million. And then there's some games played stuff that I'm pretty sure he's not gonna hit. So you're within eight hundred thousand now. You don't need to dump Schroeder to get under that. You just need to trade Doge uh PJ Dozier somewhere. And you're pretty comfortably under that tax. You know, line. what's going to happen to all the people out there that have like been. So then why would they then, Bobby? Yeah. If you get something, I guess. That's why a dump would be inconceivable to me. You know, especially when you're trying to piece together a little run here. You're feeling good about yourself. And he is doing things still. I know like he's aggravating, but on a night like tonight, he cracked open the offense when it wasn't there for you. And, he's and he done still that does many that times. From time That's to time. kind of thing he's done. The best yeah. thing he's done is when things kind of stall or yep. the Jay, the Jays aren't on and they can't or figure Smart out. Or gets hurt. He's perfect stepping into Again, that role. As infuriating as Schroeder is for a million of the things that he does, the, still the number one NBA skill is, is shot creation. And you just don't have very many people Putting who the do ball that. that. It's just the ability to create your own shot. When you don't yeah. have guys who can do that and everything is everything is stalled, having a guy who can do that is great. I thought Bernadoni said it well. Pritchard, and this is kind of how I felt with the Pritchard thing, Pritchard can do what Schroeder's doing now off the bench. Pritchard can't step in if Smart gets hurt, if it comes to that. And Richardson can't either. I don't see him being a starting point guard if Smart gets hurt. So you're paper thin. You're eight deep right now. If you trade Schroeder, you're seven deep. You're so anybody gets you hurt, that, you're done. something on Al. That's your problem. Like any movement, to any opportunity to get rid of get- get rid of some dough and like Al i don't might... understand trading al at all i mean he's your salary now if you want to do something big well, because in the you know because really right. right now you know you're going to drop him next year most likely in the off season to just to only have to pay 14 five instead of 26 yeah so if you're if that's you're really the blown biggest away. wick move in the world right i mean why wouldn't that happen you hold him so you can cut him so you can save more money right and then why the whole reason why they pretty much traded the problem him? is now you wonder whether he's worth keeping 26 Maybe. If you can't imp- if you can't improve other places, it, it's very it's very weird. He's a good backup center, and he was great tonight. I thought this was his best game in a long time. Uh, defending, passing Harford was the good high tonight. Post. Yeah, he was good. He even got up for a dunk. Got aggressive with his shot too. Yeah, and he's got uh, uh, three rebound, ten rebound nights out of the last four. Uh, so so Jalen turned things around. Obviously, he had the highlight of the game with that freaking poster, and he got hot late, which is nice because that's what he does. Uh, but Bobby, you were a little bit worried about Tatum. Yeah, the shot making right now is brutal, and it doesn't feel we're so deep in the season now. Plus thirty two tonight, and the defense I thought was really good. Um, yeah, some good passes too. Why but do you yeah, think his shot's gone? Threes. I, I I still don't know. I don't I want, know. I'm curious what you guys think. I can only I can today. only say it's a, that, yeah that missed was horrific. That was like a mental seen. miss. Yeah, that's a completely no, not only that it, he had it. He was clear seven eight feet from a defender. Schroeder gave him a beautiful pass and wide he open. Until the guy pass. got on him to shoot, he took so long to line it up, and then that's the biggest brick I've ever seen him shoot. Yeah, <laughs> it's and- baffling, honestly. <laughs> baffling. He that's hit a minute to, to his credit. He hit a couple threes after that, shortly yeah. after that, which is which is nice. But you just don't see guys with that talent miss that badly and miss as often as he's been missing. He's That's about thirty-two percent this year, right? For a thirty-eight percent career shooter, uh, he's usually money out there, especially stepping around those screens. Um, you know, shooting over a drop defense, mid-range even at times he can get going, and it's just not there. It's flat shot this year, and we're deep into the season. 
uh, three-point shootings down around the league, which I guess is the only thing that makes you feel a little bit better about it. But what are some things that are affecting him individually? Is it the extra size he put on? Um, is it the way defenses are guarding him a little tighter? You know, it's tough to tell because you would have imagined he would have broken out of it by this point. You know, slow starts happen. Guys get going. He and some others, Bradley Beal as well, I would throw into this camp, just never got their three-point shot back this year. And it's so strange to me. No one's really written like a big piece Is about it. Is it the ball? It. Is it the people ball? Hate, people hate the ball. People hate the ball. I mean, he hasn't used that as an excuse. So I talked to a Celtics coach earlier in the year about the ball, and he actually laughed at, that that was like being talked about. So that definitely is not a discussion inside the Celtics. No. <laughs> I know, but it's, I'm, that's but that's where we're at now. We're like, could it be the ball? Could it be the temperature yeah. inside the TD Garden? No. Like, is None of these basketball cold? players at the highest level can handle the new ball. <laughs> right. I, mean, I was like, these guys Chase be able to put like volleyballs through, or like uh, those balls that just have no grip left on them. Right, like, the ball's got to be at the bottom of the list of things to blame. I know, but, but you know, Curry. That's even how baffled we are by this, though. Curry, we're, we're Curry really even this year has had his worst shooting season ever by far. So it is a league-wide thing. That's Curry's going been a on. mess after a hot start. Beal has had a really tough shooting season. Lillard you know? early on. Um, yeah. Yeah. Randall fell off the map. So there are numerous stars this year who have struggled from three. So that makes you feel a little bit better about it. But from a Tatum perspective, he's getting killed when defenses drop on him. And I thought tonight early was another example with Bomba in there and then packing that paint. It's easy to throw bodies in the lane. At Anytime him right now there's really a real rim protector, it changes things a little bit. Um, for yeah. Sure. And I wrote about that the other day at CLNS that, that's his kryptonite this year. You know, play some zone against them. You know, pack the paint. He still ended up a plus 36 tonight. So mm. his um, passing was. Right. I mean, we're. Well, his we're, passing we're again about... was pretty good, except for the two he threw like seven feet away from a guy out of bounds. But I, I those baffle me too when he does it. He just misses guys by, Turnovers sev- are a by several feet. But still, he had an all around decent game. It's just the shot wasn't falling again. It's just weird. Well, that's what we're talking about. We're just talking yeah. about the shooting. We're not saying he had a bad game, but listen, the shooting is the most important part of his game. You know, he can improve on on the glass. He can improve as a passer or playmaker, but the guy needs to be averaging close to thirty points a game if you want to go where you want to go with him leading the way. So, you know, these nights where he goes two for eight from three or one for ten or zero for whatever, fifteen points tonight, like, yeah, you're gonna get by when you're playing one of the worst teams in the NBA. But again, this is what I go back to, like. Everyone's talking about the playoffs. Playoffs, like well, yeah. that line, th- this stat line is not going to cut it in the playoffs. I'm I do sorry. think that ch- I do think the chats got it wrong a little bit, and I and I don't understand that that uh, the no offense, guys, I don't understand the, the being defensive about Tatum. In order for them to win, Tatum can't, as Jimmy just said, can't put up these types of stat lines. It's it's not good enough. He has to be a oh, has, are we get, are we haters now? Is that it? Yeah, he has haters. to no. He just has to be a better scorer. Like, more consistent all the yeah, time. So, I think everyone would say that. Even Tatum you, would say that. You need those those early season struggles to, like, you. we thought he had those back-to-backs where he kind of washed it away and we're like, turn a corner, turn a corner. And then there's still a 1 of 10, 2 of 10, 1 of 8 kind of three-point days. And you're like, oh, shit, he's still there. So he, You got to ask wanted, if he's doing the uh, three-point contest. And he's like, no, I went 0 for 20. I'm not doing it. Yeah, yeah. you need him to clear yeah. it. So I don't, you don't think have this to, is the year for him to do it. So either. you don't have to think about it anymore. Like he's being held to a different standard. He has to be an MVP level guy. It, 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 you know, when the games really matter and in the playoffs to have a shot, you can't have, oh, Tatum had a crap series. Tatum has a crap series to get swept. You That's can't it. do yeah. that. Right. It's just, he has to be phenomenal. So yeah, again, it's not Tatum's the did... least of our, people are saying Tatum's the least of our worries. No, he's the most of our worries only in the sense of 
he has to be nearly freaking perfect. This team doesn't have enough margin for error to sustain. And this is against Orlando and Detroit. They have to be, he has to be awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, Take that you, into consideration too. You, you think he, he'd be able to just show up and score 30, 40 against these teams at will. The only thing that makes you feel a little bit better when he has nights like this is that he's doing so much other stuff. Like you mentioned, Jimmy and John, it's, it's a, High assist nights, rebounding, it's the best it's ever been from him. Uh, defense, he's locked in on that end of the floor. So that's what Ime told him early this year. If you're not shooting well, you got to do all of the other things. And he is, ground two. Right. And that's no, what has them playing that. so well on defense this year as a team. And that's why I love about Ime. Like, he is tapped into these guys. Feels like he's getting them to play the way they he I wants like them Ime. to. Um, I think Ime is... I still don't know about the eight-guy rotation, though. And the double big, like there are things that do annoy that, you about. That's Ime saying, "Get me some guys." Yeah, that's gonna you know put a feather in his cap. Uh, he said he's had a good first year, not great. He makes mistakes. The Schroeder smart thing still exists, um, but yeah, like you said, Jimmy, it's what he has. He's got to get one more rotation guy, I would think, here at the deadline. Yeah, he might end lot. up with one less. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, you said one more. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, this is going to be a fascinating week. It really is. Not just from a Celtics perspective, but a lot of different Who's most likely to be traded? Not on the Celtics, but just in the league. Like, are there really – I mean, I know that, you know, LaVert just went. I think I'm hearing a couple other guys from the Pacers could go. Um, I mean, the the schadenfreude surrounding the Nets situation right now is, like, is off the charts. Like, I, you know, I I want it to happen. I want this team to blow up so badly. I mean, this is the best. It's it feels like I it's, think. it's the best. <laughs> it feels like it's happening. Bobby said it I best earlier. It. He's like, "Yeah, I mean, you've got you've got angry Durant on Twitter again. Like that's when you know things, oh, are, things are going wrong. It's <laughs> so, things are going it's wrong so, in paradise, right? <laughs> it's so delicious. Kyrie somehow, was like, somehow Kyrie's taking taking uh taking fire from the from the media. Like who could have ever seen this situation panning out? You know, he's the last guy standing. All of a sudden. Kyrie oh. today was like, yeah, I've talked to him a little bit. I, th- I think he's committed. Like, there is – even Harden, yeah. like, they asked him about it, and he's like, oh, I haven't heard any reports. And Nash, they're like, oh, you trading him? And he's just like, nope. It, like, there's no, there's been no firm denial from anyone that this is brewing behind the scenes. And Tav Shams actually saying that the Nets are going to play ball here. That was unreal. I never, ever imagined we'd get to this. We were joking around about Kyrie and – Simmons getting swapped just because of the weird situations they were in. To have that flip into a real Harden Simmons thing that I think could happen by Thursday, there's a lot of momentum behind it. That is insane. That's the craziest yeah. situation I've ever seen in this league or any league, really. Wouldn't that be the craziest trade ever in sports? Um, it's a good question. I mean, it'd be it would pretty be up odd. there. Yeah, maybe in oh, basketball. It'd be unreal, especially between two teams that are kind of competing right now. Honestly, it could be up there because, you know, football, you don't even get trades. So it's that's not going to win. Baseball, there's been some big trades blocked over the years. But even in basketball, there, yeah, it'd be, it would definitely be up there. Basketball is like the sport where these big trades tend to happen more more than the other, any other league. So it would definitely be up there. I mean, it, and what's funny is it might actually benefit both teams. In that's perfect, why I think it's going to happen. In a perfect world, if both these players are actually buy in and play to their potential – it's a better fit for both teams. That's, but that's the risk is that, you know, uh, Brooklyn takes on a player in, in Simmons that we're not even sure wants to play basketball anymore. And Sixers take on a guy like Harden who could 
you know, has shown already that um, he could just up and leave whenever he feels like it. So there there's, ever, there's risk involved. Has there ever been a collection of superstars all on the same team who've had such a difficult time playing with every other person? Like it, I mean, you know, they can't Ky- get out there together. It's Ky- but games. no, I'm saying Kyrie, like, well, oh, gotta get away from this LeBron guy. Like, no, yeah, dude. Right, right. Everybody <laughs> wants to play with LeBron. Then he You're the only here. guy in history. Then he comes here and plays on a potential <laughs> super team that has like eight all stars. You know, like, oh, get me the frick out of here. Goes over there. Now he's pissed off Harden. Harden can't play with anybody anymore. Durant leaves the greatest franchise in pro sports that he could have won like 15 straight titles with. Yeah. If he just wasn't a baby comes over here like how could you possibly root for these freaking guys like and now they're like oh what did we get ourselves into you know like nobody wants a piece of this anymore i mean and Kyrie's does anyone the, root for the nets and Kyrie's at the center of, you know what we i would root i rooted for the spectacle because it really could have been the greatest thing we've ever seen in the history of the NBA. Like they've played 16 friggin' games together. The most we saw was them against the Celtics in the first round last year. Oh was, my God. It was lethal yeah. at times. And Harden Especially... was like on one leg and they were still that good. It's kind of a shame to, to, to if injuries are the reason and, you know, COVID obviously and, and everything else that's going on. Cause you would have liked to have seen like what they're capable of. And yeah, it's fun and they're easy to hate because, you know, the best players you know, teaming up or, you know, that's like kind of like a, a fan's I think opposing like fan's Steve dream. Nash, is, yeah, people like, of course, people like Steve Nash. And I think everyone thought he was going to have his hands full once, you know, this team was assembled here. Um, it's, it's, it's too bad, but, you know, at the same time, it makes it that much more interesting because the last thing you, the other side of it was, wow, okay, so the Nets are just going to be the best team in the NBA for the next five years and nobody's going to have a chance and, Wait, so we're talking about it like it's the end. Now, it's the end of this collective. But this is the other side to it. I have not been a Simmons guy, but doesn't he make so much sense there? Oh, I don't know what makes sense with Simmons anymore. I mean, if you're just talking what we've seen from Simmons in the past, yeah. But it's been like a year now, and this guy hasn't stepped on the court and shot a basketball with anybody in the NBA, uh, you know, since... He walked, you know, the famous choke job of of last series. That piece last week was unreal. Did you read it? Not fully, no. I'm not. So, uh, no, can't really read. So he blamed Doc for not trying to like get to the gym with him more this off season. Oh like, yeah, he thought the, he, he thought was. they didn't go. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't go far no. enough to you know like, cater to him. And then he was like, "Oh, I didn't blame Embiid for blowing the series in 2019 in a series that he yeah, was pretty bad in." Right, too. he was bad, and I didn't say bad things about him. And then he said mean things about me. I don't understand. He is lost. How in the world? It's so soft. You're a professional athlete. You can't handle criticism. It's so soft. Oh my goodness gracious! Shaq said it best last week. Like he, he pretty much he DM Shaq. (laughs) You heard Shaq talking about bad on TV, and he DM'd him recently. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Last week, Shaq pretty much said, "Like, listen, like, we're me and um, Chuck. You know, there's nobody that we're harder on than Joel Embiid. And what does Joel Embiid do?" Yeah, he might fire back some some shots at us, but he still goes out there and he tries to prove himself, tries to prove to himself and prove to everyone else that he's the best player in the NBA. And and look at the Sixers right now with everything going on. Embiid's the front, MVP front runner right now in a lot of people's minds, and they're in a position to you know be dangerous in the playoffs depending on how things go here. So that's the difference between Embiid and Simmons. Simmons needs to just man up, grow up, show up, and do your job. It's it's really that simple, you know, and like. This whole like, oh, you know, I'm not, you know, 
wants to say it's, you know, mentally he's not ready and all this nonsense. Like, dude, nobody believes that. Like, you know, Rich Paul is, is got you, is in your ear. And, and it's, it's sad that it got to this point. No, there's no winners right now. Everyone's kind of losing out on, on the situation. So right. it would be good for it to end in some way, shape or form. Cause the longer it drags out, the uglier it just looks. I think you put Harden on the Sixers right now that puts the Sixers in a really scary territory, I think, with what he could provide to them alongside Embiid. I know he's had a tr- uh, down year, but I still think he would just be so amazing playing off Embiid and vice versa. And you throw Simmons with Kyrie and Durant, Simmons could take zero shots in a game and still have a pretty effective outing, and no one would complain about it. So... This is a deal that I think makes a lot of sense, especially if extra stuff comes back from Philly. Can I? I'm losing my mind. Can I? Can I address something? What is wrong? What is it with you guys in the chat with this obsession about talking about Jalen Brown? What do you What do you want to talk about? He had 25 points. He he made one out of nine three pointers. I talked about Brown. uh, No, but I'm saying in the chat they're like (laughs) they won't talk about JB. We said rest in peace. He's, to, uh, he, sucked in the, he sucked in the first half. He, he went one of nine from three. He, he had one stretch where he got hot, had a phenomenal dunk, which we talked oh. about. At the end of the day, it was a fairly pedestrian <laughs> game, by even by Jalen standards. What are we doing here? What do you want to talk about? Go ahead. What do you guys want? Jalen Brown had oh, 26 dude, points. You kind of nailed it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I thought, okay, if we really want to do this, I thought the dunk was <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, okay, he, Spencer, you know, killed res- a man. Put some respect stared, on Jalen's name. Go ahead. Yeah, stare. You know, zero again, like zero, like emotion after a dunk like that. I that I can't, I can't figure that out still. Like, how do you not like scream at the top of your lungs after just doing that to somebody? But hey, just another day, another day at the office of Jalen Brown. But like, yeah, listen, this was a blowout win against one of the worst teams in the NBA. Jalen Brown did Jalen Brown things out there. You want to do forty-five minutes on Jalen Brown? I mean, I think that's kind of boring to. You. Boring TV, to be completely honest. The only thing We're I'll say about up. him is we, we've talked about his high turnovers and him being aggressive. That's just going to happen. I feel the same way about his shooting percentage this year, and he's been a pretty efficient guy in the past. He's had some ridiculous. Jalen Brown gets our phenomenal player of the game, okay? Is everybody happy? Our PPG. Yeah, we start giving those up. The phenomenal we'll player of the game, Jalen Brown. We're going to call. It we're going to actually call it the Jalen Brown Phenomenal Player of the Game Award. So he's always going to be involved in the award, whether or not he gets it. Or... Here's my thing. I love Named when he after shoots a ton. The, the more Brown shoots, the better. So I love a game like this. I love the way he's played lately, even though the efficiency's down. They just need a guy like Schroeder to crack open this offense. And when he's driving a ton and shooting a ton, that usually flips the lid off the basket there and picks up free throws and, his aggression off the ball has been really good, I feel like. And him and Tatum are still passing to each other. So They did. A couple nice things early. Tatum found him on the break and transition. It's amazing. Remember how we said like two months ago that never happens, and now it happens every game like clockwork? I mean, that's another thing you tip your hat to Ime for. He he stressed that between it's these Phenomenal. Two. Just phenomenal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. Phenomenal game. Phenomenal, phenomenal award. Really. Yeah. I don't Man, think. I, I, by this. the way, if I was There's actually giving my like, phenomenal player of the game, I give it to Dennis. Sorry, guys, but so that's fine. I, I, John, don't <laughs> let a couple of don't let a couple of negative Nancys in the chat hijack our no, show. No, I, I, I the get majority it. of people don't need to hear thirty minutes of Jalen Brown every every episode. At this 30 point, seconds, I thought, seconds, 
30 seconds is fair, though. At this point, I thought it was entertaining enough to address some of the uh, Jalen Brown guys. Yeah. Um, should we uh, Should we talk LeVert a little more in depth? How in depth do you want to go here? Oh, we were kicking around I mean, earlier. Yeah. I felt like you really wanted them to do it. I no, it's not do it. it. I, it's just yet another it's thing. It's the principle. I just, it's it's two things that bother no, me. It's, about. Do you want them to do it or not? <laughs> you can talk it, about every deal. It's two things. It's I don't like this. I, I don't understand why every time somebody is mentioned or somebody gets traded elsewhere, why the first reaction from kind of you know the 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 you know the the Celtics bubble is well. Let me find something wrong about the guy. Everybody's got warts except for the people here, which is so weird to me. Like, you know, like, oh, well, you need another guy who's going to shoot 32%. Like, everything is bad. Like, who do you think they're acquiring? Like a Jalen Brown level phenomenal player? Like, they're not going to get somebody that good. Like, you're looking for your three or your four or your five, which Levert and Powell probably slide into. You know, like, if that's what you're looking for, another guy to play alongside those to to run the bench unit and be the main offensive threat running with the second unit to play in a small ball lineup and spread the floor and do different things shot creation then yeah that's what you're go- athletic wing switchable like my god we're we're like nah i don't want the 67 athletic shot creating wing like, what are we talking about here? That's what was so bizarre to me. Does right. he fit perfectly? I don't know. Depends how you use him. I mean, we've seen people fit in certain lineups on this team and other people not. He can not. score. When but he, he can score. He's yeah. a shot creator. He's a shot maker. That's valuable. So people dismissing it out of hand is the main thing I was reacting to, Bobby. I'm like, wait, who do you guys want? Like, what do you got? What do people want? Especially if they can be had for next to nothing. You know, that's what I don't get. If it's just money, I'll take almost anything, right? You know, this yeah. is a guy who's going to be extent. You know, who you have for another year, who could be eligible for an extension if it worked out. Like, there's lots of positives to to bringing that in. Yeah, but the points are true. I mean, they are. The shooting's been rough throughout his career. He's a guy with the ball in his hands a ton. There's a place you could put him, and he is, I do agree. Uh, I agree with the principle uh, that you're stacking talent right now more than looking for help right. uh, fit. But I would have liked a guy like Powell more. Just because sure, of the fit. he's a better shooter. Yeah, it's something you need a little bit more of. And Levert's so expensive at this point. He's not a young guy on the rookie deal anymore. You'll have to pay him more than he's already making, I would imagine, at the end of this deal. So you are kind of married to him, you know, once you make that move. For two years, a year and a half. I know, but if you're not going to just let him go after that, he's part of what you're doing going forward. So Assuming it works, yeah. We got a first protected. We got the Rockets second, which is like 31. So that's almost a second first. And then what would the Celtics have given up? Richardson, I'd be more okay with, but I'm not trying smart for Levert. I don't think anybody's saying to trade smart for Levert. Well, does Richardson and two firsts get it done? I don't even think you needed to do that. I bet you some people would trade smart for Levert, to be honest, though. I I know Bobby wouldn't, and... You know, you could make, you could probably make an argument for both sides. But that's not why you need to. That's the whole point. The main point is that um, these these guys are being given away for next to nothing. So they have a decent amount of picks here. And yes, I'm not opposed to giving up multiple picks, but I want for to be for a guy that I really like. Like I'm still fixated on Sabonis. Could they get on Sabonis this deadline? I'd be giving up quite a few picks there. 
Fuzzy makes would, a good point. Herschel Walker trade was pretty crazy. Ricky Williams trade was also crazy. And Eric Lindros trade uh, are among ones that I remember here as being kind of Herschel bananas. Walker. Okay. Well, yeah. that's an old that, one. Yeah. It's an old a, one. I don't remember that's, that. Well, that's a boomer. I guess trade. I got to put my perspective in. By the time people heard about it, it was two weeks later. But yeah, it was a big <laughs> trade when it went down. <laughs> you now know this story. You now know him as Georgia Senate candidate Herschel Walker, but he used to be yeah right. That's how long ago. He used to be one of the greatest athletes who's ever lived, who allegedly never even lifted a weight, um, and just got nice. that jacked by doing like push-ups and pull-ups. The Bill Russell um, trade was it's like crazy. Tom Brady. <laughs> then they traded the Bill Russell for trade, Bill yeah. Russell. Yeah, where's Nick <laughs> to tell us about that? <laughs> Nick will be texting me after this. The Harden yeah. trade would have nothing on the Russell one. <laughs> Hey, what about the T-Wolves? They've got a couple guys floating around in, in rumors. So that's interesting. We didn't talk about that. And the uh, commenters were begging me to the other night. Apparently, the Celtics were asking for McDaniels and Beasley in a first, right, for Smart. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Because if we saw that trade actually go <laughs> down, I think we'd be pretty divided on that. You know, I don't love that return for Smart. But you don't, is... love it. you don't love the return current day. But I think the idea is that, you know, McDaniels and Beasley with more playing time and consistent McDaniels age. is fascinating. Yeah. I mean, those guys are, was he a second year player, McDaniels? Yeah. Yeah. He's in the rising stars, right? Yeah. Who is, so who isn't? Everyone's got some. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, if, is he, is he not wearing his other jersey? Then yeah, he's in the rising Then yes, he's, he's in the, he's in the rising <laughs> stars. In that game. So. Yeah. But I don't know. But, I don't like Beasley though. I don't know what their fascination is with him. He's having a bad year. He's, he's not having a great year. He doesn't but, really uh, do much but shoot, right? I mean, it and he's got a, he's got that domestic shoot, violence thing too, which I don't and love. shoot poorly. Yeah, typically yeah. You, you don't love those things um, to go along with with the player that you're trading for. But um, yeah, to see them, but is that, is that the level of the point is this with Beasley? Expect. Beasley's overall still. A better shooter than anybody they have, you know, coming off the. He had a really good year last year, didn't he? Well, he's a thirty-eight percent three-point shooter. Like he's a guy who's he's he's more of a scorer. A couple of years ago, he averages, you know, last two years he's a twenty-point per game guy. So he's a scorer. Um, again, you're looking at people who score, who can make shots, who can create create their own offense. He falls into that mix, and he can maybe be had cheaply. So again, these are the types of guys you're getting, and then you're rolling the dice and hoping that they make you better there's no all-stars waiting out there to be plucked for next to nothing for tpes right, and for right, right, you know right. mid first round picks that's the caliber of player you're getting i mean levert beasley you know like those two guys are your two best players coming off the bench just like that you know what i mean and they immediately yeah. slot into probably top five right. players on your team truthfully i mean right right they're no worse than the they're no worse than the fifth best player on your well, yeah, roster because right smart now. Goes, so yeah, they slide into that. Even if Smart fifth. doesn't, you know, they jump in ahead of Al. Yeah, yeah. In terms right. of yeah. talent, they're, they're like five, easily yeah. they're easily among your position best. Position wise, they're coming yeah. off the bench, you know, based probably. On, yeah, but yeah. but that's just in today. Like the idea would be that these guys improve. They're still young. Like they still. They're pretty, I, you know, like I said, McDaniels is his second year in, in the league. Well, so what is quite, what is interesting now is the report off of that, that now, um, you know, well, real kind quick, of, why didn't ahead, it, Jimmy, was there, was there, an, was there any details as to, you know, why it didn't happen or was it just a, a very like weak rumor or. Who so they were connected the to Beasley through Richardson in okay. one report. And then there was another report that said that wolves are after smart and the Celtics threw back 
uh, asking price of McDaniels, Beasley, and I think there was a Ferris asked for there as well, which is interesting. You know, that is a decent gotcha. amount of stuff coming back. I just, I don't know. I've never been a big Beasley guy. I like McDaniels. And then you're asking in any trade where you trade smart for a wing or wings, it's like, where do you go for that point guard from there? I know you can always get a guy, but on a team where everybody's like, they need right. a point guard, they need an organizer to send out the guy, the only guy who's doing it. Is this tricky yeah. to me? So the other interesting thing on top of well, that next is, season, it's not. Yeah, yeah it's it just kind of an asset accumulation, I guess. Well, the other interesting thing is that also the report that Sabonis and Turner are basically kind of they're dangling everybody now. So you know who knows where they're going to get here mm. in a fire sale sort of place. But again, every time you come up with it, you start thinking, you know, is a package that centers around Rob and whatever else worth it for Sabonis and would they take Man, it? We didn't talk know about that Rob point. tonight. But if it was Rob and Pi- Rob and another kid and picks, you know, does that get yeah. you there and do you do it? I I'm like I I'm still on board the well, trade I was the talking more about I want Rob. in the year. Did he Which stop is? talking? I think oh, there we go. Yeah, I'm, I'm still on. I'm still. I'm still on board. Jimmy, we this. lost you, buddy. Go ahead. Oh, you, can you hear me? We have. We have you, but you. You just kind of stopped talking. Oh, okay. Last time. He'll yeah. be back. He'll be back. <laughs> I I love this bonus trade. If you could pull it off, where maybe you give up Rob, Smart picks. That's how much I love him. Like he could be your third guy, in my opinion that sets up the Jays, plays the high post, can get better, still decently young guy, not making extraordinary money. So I know Smart's played better. I know Rob's played better. Rob is seemingly part of the core going forward. I don't think Smart is part of that deal, though, Bobby, because they're trying to get off salary, not to bring it in. So Smart's not going there. It would be Rob, and you'd try to stack some money together. It might have to be Richardson and Picks or something, and that's probably as, you know, I don't know. So what I know you're you're the big you're the big Rob guy. I'm I like him more than I ever have before, but I'm still not opposed to it. I think people need to really look at what Sabonis brings to the table. He is a complete product right now. Rob, he's going in a great direction, but the still durability would, concerns. I, I would hate to do it. I just don't see how you can how you can, how you don't. I yeah, can't if, if that's there. I'm yeah. kind of feeling that way. I mean, you guys know my stance on Sabonis and the Pacers players in general. I'm a big fan collectively. That being said, every game it seems like Rob is looking more and more comfortable out there just doing Rob things. You know, he threw down. I think his head hit the rim tonight on that alley-oop. He had a couple of really nice blocks. This is like becoming coming the like norm. Um, so Sabonis I'm little... doesn't suck at defense, by the way. Everyone says that. I don't think Sabonis sucks on defense at all. And I think I've said it on the show is that I think he's the most one of as good as Rob is at passing. Sabonis is to me, like one of the best passing big men in the NBA. Remember what he did in that game against the Celtics when he was like yeah. double teamed and he whipped it out to the corner. Yeah. Oh, he was awesome. He can bounce pass. You know, he could pass in lane, pass in the lane. I mean, him and Tatum, I think we have a nice little thing going on right there. Not to say that Rob and Tatum don't, and I'm sure Tatum would be upset with that deal because it sounds like him and Rob are, are pretty close. So there's there's some things you got to look you at when you You have to factor that in. You, you do. do actually, you actually do have to factor that in, because he's seen other buddies go. He was, like, bummed about things like, what's his name? And went to Green, Chicago. which was actually a bad trade. I mean, Tatum probably saw something in Green that the Celtics didn't. But you don't want to totally. trade Tatum's buddies. You do need to that, – that honestly might be a tipping point reason. Right. 
that being said, I think Sabonis is great. Um, I don't really need them to take Miles Turner. I'm not really sure why the Pacers would trade two bigs just to take another one back. I don't know if that's who they want to build I around. I guess they in would that trade situation. both and go with Rob. Yeah, right. But I mean, like, is that a type of player you can really build around in a rebuild? I'm not sure. I think you you might be looking for somebody. I don't know. I think you might be looking for more of a score traditionally. So than, they've than... been said to be looking for the Vucevic deal for Sabonis, which was two first and Wendell Carter. Mm. So two first and Rob, that's comparable, right? Rob's a better prospect than Carter. <clears throat> and I think Sabonis is a Celtics fan from growing up. I think even though his dad was never on the Celtics, his dad was a big Celtics fan. I read this on Wikipedia, so I know it's true. Because everybody everybody in Europe of that age was a Celtics fan. Right. So he's got NBA blood in him. Sabonis was a beast. I know like that's John's wheelhouse time frame of those those years. Sabonis really was a beast. So. He was so good. He yeah. just oh. by the time he came here he needed a walker. He had no <laughs> He had He's no knees. Yeah. If the Celtics got Sabonis, there would be a two-week Ryan Goodman special on our <laughs> Sabonis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, it's it's a shame Arvidas came here so late. He was like a sixty-year-old man when he first when he got. And he the still NBA. did his thing, but yeah, in Europe he was he was like a legend. Yeah. Um, Sabonis, but anyways, man, I would be thrilled if they got best, him. At the best passing man. big man. Holy crap, was he good? Yeah. And, and so his son, you his can son, see in his kid a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah. He's 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 very similar player. Polished, know, very polished, good footwork, smart, heady player. And again, not to take anything away from Rob. Rob is really showing, you know, his worth and the things that Rob does well. He does just as good, if not better, than the rest of the league. You know, we talk about getting up there, blocks, yeah. the ability to grab 15, 20 boards if if he really has his head in the game. You do um, bring up a good point on the money, John. They are cheap. I, and I mean, I saw it. I saw tickets going for a buck. A no, buck? I'm talking the Pacers. Okay. I saw. I saw, uh, I saw tickets going for a dollar at their arena. They just re-signed Lance, I guess, to bring some fans in for like the fifth time. <laughs> They're yeah. pushing the luxury Lance, tax. Lance is keeping that place afloat, I think, right now. They're pushing the luxury tax in Indy, and Rob's on a really good deal. So there's probably more of a chance of something like that happening. And people think it just depends on how much the Celtics like Rob and Tatum likes Rob and all that different kind of stuff you talk about. My thing is, and listen, it would, I wound, it would wound my soul. It would really hurt me to do it. Yeah. You know, and part of me would still wonder if it wasn't a good deal. So it's not a slam dunk. I just don't think you have a lot of opportunities to get, to get, well, that's a good thing, cal- right? High caliber NBA talent. So if it didn't happen, I wouldn't be heartbroken, you know, Normally, but, you look at right. deals and say, oh, right. what are the Celtics going to give up? They have absolutely nothing. And to finally have a guy who you're like, oh, do we want to give him up? Didn't the Celtics do said. that with Jefferson? But part of it is not that, though. It's we've more been about... waiting for this moment, though, to have that player. We've been saying it for two years. They but don't I don't even anybody. know if he is. To me, it's as much like he's, he's not just there like, yet. He's just like the um, – he's so likable. He's just so, you know, like just – like earnest and honest I agree. and just, he I just love he's him. like such a you and you're, you you want you you want players like that to be to root for and to watch them grow and to become something i just don't know if he is going to how far past this he's sure. going to go but homegrown is so much better and especially if you like the personality of the guy and and you like his vibe and like we like every, i like everything about rob and so that that's what makes it hard here's totally. the thing too if you do something like this now and say you still want to think about doing that Beal thing later, 
you can you know kind of pick between sabonis and brown at that point or if you end up doing a brown thing all of a sudden you have sabonis to pair with whatever you get back this is why i like the idea of stepping stone moves but, for this group because you can always pivot to other things after that sabonis will be valuable for years again to come. he's so like good him. but again i i my heart it's a heart versus head thing my heart does not want to trade rob for 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 anybody not and not for sabonis well it just then, just, then you're become. not a killer, John. You're not a killer. I might not be. What can Rob become? That's still the big question. I love everything he does. I don't know what he looks like at his I, peak. Is it just a better version of what he's doing now? Or is yeah, he, like, I, I is he some sort of Jokic? So that's the thing. I thought no, this I year, I, I still believe that if somebody reaches him and whatever it is, and he actually has an offseason of development and works with people, and actually, I, I don't know what he's doing. To get better i think it's literally just all innate ability and then he just picks up stuff as he's going i think like there could be five gears left i also wouldn't be shocked if there's only half a gear you know like but i i there's something about him where you're like he would it be stunning if he showed up one year and all of a sudden he was like hitting elbow jumpers and like ball faking mm-hmm. and driving by guys and dunking off one leg you know like i right. would not be shocked because it's there, like the coordination, the athleticism. There's so much there. If you had a little drop step, a little baby hook, it's it's. There's no reason to think it can't. You just haven't seen it. So I don't know. You know, I don't and know. And he's a tough guy. We've never seen a player like him. You can yeah. say Capella, but he's better than Capella. Uh, there's been other pick and roll. That's guys the thing. We thought we... Capella was a ceiling. He's better than Capella today. Yeah. So you the don't good know. news is, if you trade him to Indy, you'll never have to see any of his that's growth. right so bonus feel is, bad about it so bonus is kind of the finished product and you like it what it is he is what 19 12 5 1 and 1 this year averages i mean that's just ridiculous I mean, he is so underrated i believe you if those are the stats i don't have them memorized off the top of my head but that's well, i looked at the, right. i looked at them earlier yeah. <laughs> i didn't just pull those out of the uh, yeah you're like what is he yeah. like 19 12 i don't know i i don't think they're trading rob i kind of don't want to trade rob i just throw it out there because it's such he's a still tough ever trade, no matter yeah. what of course look yes i don't want to but i recognize if he becomes the centerpiece of a roll-up picks and players this is how you, yeah star. i mean john this is against everything you've been saying for two i know years, but it's so. totally sentimental yeah yeah well it's you know, you're going to have to cry it out. You're going to have to cry it out. Yeah, you're going to have to cry it out, and, and we're going to do what's best for the team. By the, the team, way, the team, Turner, the no one wants Turner that bad, it seems like. No. no. They've been trying to trade him way. since the, our whole argument two years ago when the show Did, began. Turner's going to end up, like, owning part of the team. Like, he's never going anywhere. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Turner always had the ability to be. I mean, he had the. He has like the makeup to be really multi-dimensional in this league. I mean, block shots, hits threes, but the percentages aren't there. You know, I understand, and I'm not watching every Pacers game, but the games that I do watch, I always feel like left. Like, oh, I feel like he could have done more, or, or someone's waiting to just had a much hope. bigger effect. I felt like the Celtics could take him for nothing too, and Ainge was like, oh, he makes too much money for what yeah, he brings you. So. We don't know. But anyway, we got a lot more of this talk. We're going to wrap it up. But I did want to tell uh, everybody again, uh, Bobby's heading to Brooklyn to uh, take nice. on that Nets game. Perfect timing. Which is unreal timing just in terms of like where everything is right now. Brooklyn just Brooklyn was the no odds Kyrie, on sadly. Brooklyn as of yesterday morning or was the odds on favorite to, uh, you know, the betting favorite to win the NBA title. 
and tonight they are in the play-in game. The 76ers Crazy. odds shifted like crazy too. And they are tied the with the thing. Celtics now in the se- seven and eight Brooklyn percentage points ahead. But this is basically, this is their eighth straight loss today. They got freaking smoked. Uh, it's at home. That's it's at crazy. Brooklyn. So there's no Kyrie. There might not be Harden. There's no Durant. So who knows what team you're playing? You could go that in kind there. Of blows. Yeah, that it, sucks. It's no such... Joe Harris either. Zach Lowe saying Joe Harris might miss this the is, year. You know what, John? I hate to say it. This is starting to remind me of the New England Patriots season. How many wins did they have that turned out to be fake wins? And when the playoffs rolled around, we were like, wow, they actually weren't I, even close to it. People will this call is... us haters for saying that, Jimmy, but that's I've been thinking that the whole time is there's a lot of empty calories on the on their schedule. As bad Here's luck the as, thing, though. That's the rest of the schedule but now. As bad luck as the Celtics had last year, and I, I, I absolutely acknowledge they had the worst COVID and injury luck by miles last yep. year. It screwed yep. up their whole season. And, like, we don't like the Brown didn't excuses. play on the stretch run. It, which the whole they, when they got Fournier, then he got Cope. They couldn't get right ever. Disaster, yes. disaster. This year is the opposite. Yes, they've had their injuries and their ups and downs, but it's always been just one guy, maybe two for a stretch. But the teams they've played have been out two and three stars left and so right many. all season long. They have had so many games against top level teams that were missing two or three of their best players and even when the celtics were down one sometimes it still tipped the scales they have had a ton of these games a ton of them a ton so, yeah. of and that's um, what happened to the patriots they were playing the titans without henry which is and, fine and, it, yeah i mean it listen they, they, they the win games the games they, they need to win yeah, yeah they, they were losing the games they need to win but i'm just saying you know well, when yeah, you do look at their schedule the rest of the way there's like seven eight maybe nine hard games left they it, they played detroit three more times uh they, like the schedule lightens up big time through the end of the season as a whole there's a couple of tough ones in like the last week against chicago milwaukee memphis but you, you're it's a straight shot here who knows maybe this team could get a home court spot the way the east is shifting. Who knows? Um, so we got brooklyn easy. which we- which it'll be fun to beat up on them. And that's what we're kind of hoping happens there. It's yeah. going to be, it's just hilarious. You go there and Kyrie can't play and everybody else is out. That that's, that could be the last version last game before the deadline too. Yes. The last version of that team. Yeah. Um, it'll be mm-hmm. unreal. If Harden moves Thursday, um, just mind blowing. I can't three weeks ago. Imagine if you said three weeks ago, Harden's going to get traded this year. I don't think he you does. I don't think he does. I think the Nets still think they can win this year, and I don't think they're going to put that in jeopardy. Yeah. Well, I did write for Boston Sports Journal. The only reason I could see it happening now is that the Nets can get more now. Like, they can really push Philly to give them Curry, three picks, four picks, because that's how bad the Sixers might want Harden right now when he could save this season and deliver them a ring. I think it's a good timing to get it done. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We shall see. Yeah, no, you're it's it it is what it is here. So um uh we got a lot more. Tuesday will be fun. Tuesday will be fun because of Brooklyn, and then obviously uh trade deadline, we will be live. If like, uh, if Harden gets traded tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'll be on the ground. I can rush to the boots, so we got boots on the pavement, folks. Uh what's the schedule after Tuesday, Bobby? Friday, Friday against Denver. It's Friday, right? One. Tuesday, Friday. So Thursday, we are live. What's the time of the trade deadline? Three. So we'll. Uh, what I will guarantee to to you is we will be live 
at the moment a trade happens at any point in time in the next few days. So if something if something goes down, tune in. Just look for us. We'll be live. We'll hang out. We'll talk for as long as we're uh, around, as long as we've got you guys in the room. Uh, then we will do a trade deadline show. We'll yep. probably come, come up a little bit early in that afternoon and just ride us through the deadline and see what happens. Brace for it, folks. Nothing. So build your <laughs> anger. Get Get we your- did one last year, and we got the late the late news. Uh, the Celtics were like they made their deals like after the deadline. Yeah, it was actually. Fournier, and then it was the Tice Green, the Tice yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So we're here, we're hanging out, um, but there will be stuff. So just make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channels, check everything out. Uh, we will be uh, jumping on there and doing stuff, um, you know, as it happens. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm I'm dubious that the Celtics make any big move. But we'll see. Uh, we'll see. We got. Uh, we got time. We Our got a few days. Yes, sir. Got, yeah, be fun. It's gonna be interesting. Someone's we'll asking in Brooklyn, who's taller. Bob. Me, you, Bobby, you're taller than I am, right? Yeah, I think you're pretty close, though. Oh my God, they killed Joe Sway in the comments. They they act like he's like five one <laughs> when no, we stand I, next to each other. I'm. I'm. Me I'm, and Joe I'm, Sway, I'm, we're, we're not. Yeah. What's that, John? Bobby, are you six one, six two? Six two, yeah. I'm six. You're taller than I am. All right, there you have it. Everyone's been asking. Congrats, the guys. Chat. Hey, congrats to taller? the t- congrats to the guys. The uh, biggest biggest accomplishments for you guys, huh? Congrats. Sherrod's tall too. Sherrod's Sherrod's you right, right, right up there sure. with me. Yeah. 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 That's right. I'll That's take our all front you guys court in basketball. That's our starting front court. We gotta get a garden report two on two going. We'll, <laughs> we'll shoot for that teams. That would be uh, that would be tough television, but we could do that probably. <laughs> Jim, Jimmy's three foot four. <laughs> I do Close. play the. Uh, normally, I'd be posting a lot of the stuff from the first game that happened a couple weeks ago, but it was bad, so we'll keep that secret. <laughs> the final score. Yeah. Oh yeah, we heard rumors about that final score. It was like let's just say it was like a king style loss at yeah. TD Garden from a couple of weeks ago. Jesse's yeah, very on point. That's a tough one. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, good night again. Thank you. We will see you on Tuesday or sooner if there's a, if there's a deal. All right, keep it here.